Welcome to Jean and Mike do the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Friday, November 10th, 2023. So, on this Veterans Day Eve, did you do the crossword? I did do the crossword. And was it a V for victory? <laughs> it was. Well, good. It was. I did not find this too tough. Mm -hmm. It was a challenge, as Fridays typically are, but I was able to get through it. Well, so, that's that's good. Without a lot of frustration. Uh-huh. That's that's always pleasant. Yes, it is. I mean, you want a certain amount of frustration, otherwise <laughs> would be the point. Uh, well, like I said, it was a challenge, but mm -hmm. uh, but I, I was able to conquer. Well, good. Mm -hmm. And to what do you attribute this ability to conquer? Uh, well, it just had a lot of stuff in it I knew. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps. Yep. Yep. That was the secret to your success. Uh, I knew right. the answers. I knew the answers. Okay, well, <laughs> with that really uh, in-depth analysis, <laughs> no. breaking news, if you know the answer, it's easy or easier. <laughs> I shouldn't say I knew all the answers because I didn't, but um, but I was able to parse it out. Right. Once I got enough, enough letters, uh, I was able to pretty much... Get all of them fairly quickly. I don't think there was a lot of uh, pop culture references. I don't know, maybe 25 across. Let's see, that was House of Games writer-director was Mamet. Right. And then we had 28 across. Cash in the music business was Roseanne. Roseanne that yes. was cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm pretty sure that 38 across is definitely too old for pop culture, who says in Shakespeare, Yon Cassius has a lean and hungry look? That was Caesar. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I actually knew that. Me too. It's like the one thing I know about, about Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. um, I remember studying Julius Caesar, and in, in, I think it was my sophomore year in high school. Mm -hmm. I read that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I liked how it started off. Not up to the job. I thought it was inept, but it turned out to be unfit. I put inept, too. All right. Well, mm -hmm. we were both inept. Yeah. <laughs> but then eventually we became 10 across, which is up to the job, as opposed to not up to the job, and the answer was able. Right. Were you able to get able? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. So unfit and able. Unfit right. and able. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, six across was, let's see here. Um, six across, I have lost. Six across. But out in brief. But out in brief. M-Y-O-B. Mind your own business. What a great insult. That, that, <laughs> that truly is a, a classic. M-Y-O-B. As opposed to 53 across, oh, grow up, which is real mature. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just dripping in sarcasm Probably. there. Grammatically should be really mature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think at that point, grammar is already thrown out the window. <laughs> Uh, 53 down. Uh, once again, we had sort of a reference to an earworm carnival location, Rio. Yep, there it is again. They're just, uh, even though that's not the same. <laughs> no. But still, they just keep mentioning, they just need to say the word Rio, and that Duran Duran song pops into my head. There so it is. thanks, Will. I won't be able to sleep tonight. Uh, again. Um, 14 across, subtly damaging was pernicious. Yes. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that in, a, in the puzzle before. I knew that word, but I, I felt like I was meeting up with an old friend. 
Actually, I, f- I feel that way about a lot of words in the New York Times. I'm like, I should know that, or I knew that. Mm-hmm. But um, pernicious. I don't really have um, a cause to use pernicious that much. I, I'm not. I'm not around people where we have to use the word pernicious right. to describe anyone we know. <laughs> but it does show up in the media occasionally. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, a debut word. Although it's, it's interesting, though, because it is such a, I mean, a relatively common word, but it, maybe it's just hard to work in with all those eyes and and and, and, <laughs> and with all those eyes, mainly. Mm-hmm. The eyes have it. Mm-hmm. I like the one under it, 17 across. Drives around in circles, perhaps. And it was does donuts, which yes. is driving around in circles. Yep. <laughs> Pretty straightforward they call, there. They call them as they see them. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 down. Boy, I had trouble with that. Chesterfield, E.G. So I thought sofa. Yes, and then I, I did too. And then I was thinking it was some sort of a cigarette. Well, there were cigarettes called Chesterfield. Okay. But but in this case, it was a coat. Yes. So I there's know a, that I know what a Chesterfield coat looks like. Do you? Um, I think it looks like a cigarette. I'm, I'm not entirely... <laughs> or a sofa. Or a sofa. <laughs> so it's a coat with a picture of a sofa on it. Um no, I uh, I don't. It's not uh, really. Let's see. Wikipedia. Um, we have to go to the disambiguation page. <laughs> it mainly wants to talk about places. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's also. Uh, let's see. By the way, it's also a typeface. Chesterfield. Yes, it is. That's uh, true. But mm-hmm. as a, it is a formal dark. Knee-length overcoat with a velvet collar introduced around the 1840s in the United Kingdom with prominence attributed to its namesake George Stanhope, 6th Earl of Chesterfield, then a leader of British fashion. No wonder I didn't know what it looked like. So they've got these wonderful people, uh, uh, pictures people, of um, people wearing Chesterfields. A a black coat with a velvet collar. They look very distinguished. They do. They do. But I don't, I, I don't think in my lifetime I've ever seen a man wearing a Chesterfield. Actually, you have. Uh, <laughs> I have. Because according to this, Doctor Who features Chesterfield coats being worn by the Doctor during their 8th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, in, uh, 13th incarnations. Really? So you've probably seen it. Well, the 13th, yeah, for sure. So, um, huh. all right, there you have it. Chesterfield coat. Now we know. I think it's going to make a comeback. Well, perhaps. I'm pretty sure you can get them at Walmart now. <laughs> no, you couldn't get a, ja- a coat like that at Walmart. I, <laughs> I feel I feel pretty confident about that. <laughs> I, I was doing this, as usual, late at night, and so six down Renaissance Fair performers such as a lutenist or a juggler, perhaps. And the answer was minstrel. Yes, and it it that took me some time. It just it wasn't there. It's just like I should know what this is. And I kept thinking about a. I think is it a busker? Oh yes. Someone who sort of performs right around malls is where I mainly associate <laughs> them with. Right. But this was a little bit older, and it was minstrel. Right, and uh, not buskers. You know, they're just kind of on their own. But it, it seems like minstrels are a part of. A Renaissance fair, you know, right. part of the regular entertainment. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we also had 20 across. Low parts of an opera was a bassy, or bassy, I guess. Bassy. Bassy. Mm-hmm. And I originally had basso, 
Because that, but yes, me too. But we, but we, we seem to be doing a lot. By the way, listeners, as usual, we wish to point out that that Gene and I solve these independently, um, and even though perhaps we can transmit thoughts back and forth, I don't know subconsciously. Um, but but it it had to be basey rather than baso because eight down, only about ten percent of human bodies have these. And the answer was outies. Yes. That was good. Yes. I'm I like, did not know that. Right. It's like, what do they have? I, you know, I thought maybe like X. So I had enough letters that I was thinking the the last part was going to be toes. And it's going to be like, maybe they have extra toes. <laughs> 10% seemed like a lot. <laughs> and I never heard of a lot of people with extra toes. No, no. <laughs> also, I wasn't sure how I was going to get the word extra into the first two letters. Yeah. <laughs> But but anyways, I was going for toes. I mean, I had T O E S because yeah. I had baso. Maybe it could have been extra large toes. <laughs> XL XL toes. <laughs> Only the people at these shoes shoe stores can say for sure. Yeah, um, they have ten percent of their their um, yeah inventory for the XL toed people. <laughs> I don't know. We can. We'll have to inquire the next time we go shopping for shoes. Right. Okay. The one next to it, seven down, ran the length of the puzzle, and it, the clue was, "I love it, but it's too much." And that was, of course, you shouldn't have. Right. That took me a long time to get. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I got the have first, and then sort of worked up from there. I see. Uh-huh. Um. Let's see. 18 across pharmace- pharmaceutical plant was aloe. You know, I was thinking of some sort of a manufacturing facility. Oh, oh no, no. I thought of that. Really? Aloe right away, mm. yes. Um, mm-hmm. 25 down, abbreviation at the end of a list. So I thought et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I thought et al. Right. Which worked better because it was the right number of letters. Uh, but it turned out to be miss for miscellaneous. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 34 across, one who's been tapped on the shoulder, sir. That was good. I, that took me a long time to get, actually. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had to think about that, but then I, I realized, oh, well, they're talking about like being knighted. So. Did you have to think about forty-four down units divided into one hundred points carrots? Yeah, I didn't know that. I was thinking it had something to do with like pixels on the screen or something, oh, or like because uh-huh. we we talked about either font size or or type size. Uh, the other, I, I think it was type size the other day, and so I was thinking, well, you might, you, you can certainly measure fonts in points. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking it had something to do with points, but it was not the case. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there, are, finally, there was some French in the crossword, but I didn't know it. Fifty-two across. Oh boy, uh, en anglais, and that was so. I guess it should be pronounced au, au bois. Yeah, it would be if it was actually in French. Au bois en anglais, and the answer was oboe. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. That was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Well, and also 30 across. Little in Lyon. Oh, that's true. They did have Pou. And, and that one I, I did get. Very good. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, en Pou means a little. Uh-huh. I use that all the time. When anyone asks me, do you speak French? I say, en Pou. <laughs> and that pretty much ends the French part of the conversation. I see. 13 down was blank milk, and the answer was use, E-W-E-S. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. That was sort of a surprise, yes. I thought. 
And one uh, a word I did not know, 36 down, doubloons, was pistoles. Pistoles? I didn't it looks know. like pistols. I know, but it, I think it's pronounced pistoles. But, uh, yeah. I it sounds like a potato chip for some reason, but anyway. <laughs> Pass me the pistoles. Um, I thought doubloons was going to be some sort of clothing. Oh, I thought it was some sort of uh, money. Yeah, actually, maybe I'm thinking of pantaloons. Have you ever heard of pantaloons? Yes. Is that a type of clothing? Yes, it is. Okay, so I just mistook pantaloons, <laughs> or I just confused pantaloons and doubloons. Oh, dear. <laughs> You're right. Doubloon sounds like... I think it's some kind of money, but, but pistoles, I don't know. That does sound like it's some kind of gun. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's got all the all the letters for it. So, uh, let's see. A doubloon is a Spanish gold coin. Okay. So you are right about that. Mm-hmm. And maybe you acquired those doubloons with a doubloon, <laughs> with a pistol. I, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe doubloons are... Pistole is a Spanish version of a doubloon. Okay, brace yourself. Are you sitting down? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Any, a pistole, uh, any of various gold coins used in Europe in the 17th and 18th century. Hmm. Wow. P- Boy, that is... pronounced pistole? Well, it's, okay, so it looks like... Yeah, pistole. pistole. The, it looks like the Pistoles. the accent is on the first syllable, mm-hmm. and it's a long O. Yeah, pistol. Pistole. 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 But it's a schwa. So well, we could pistol. We pistol. we could actually try and and play it here. Pistol. There we have pistol. it. Pistol. Okay. We got it. Not now. to be confused with a pistol. <laughs> no. <laughs> but very easy to do, anyways. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now you know. Now you know. Yes, that could have been. That could be our fun fact for <laughs> fun fact <laughs> Friday. Um, let's see. One last forty-five across. Many a shop outside a national park tourist trap. Yes. As <laughs> sort of a little. Cutting, I thought. <laughs> what an insult to all the non-tourist traps that surround national parks. But, mm-hmm. all right. Um, I think that's it for today. Okay. Although it is Friday. Yes, it is. Meaning it's time for a Fun Fact Friday. Do, 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 do. do you have a Fun Fact for a Fun Fact Friday? I do. We've I'm, already had several Fun Facts. but um, This could but, be the funnest. The funnest <laughs> no, Fun Fact. That. But uh, on Wednesday, we had a clue that was Santa Tracking Org yes. organization, and it turned out the answer was NORAD. Right. And so I just have a few little fun facts about NORAD. Okay. Because I've heard of that, but I don't really know what it is. But what what it stands for is the North American Aerospace Defense Command. And um, it was formed in um, the early 1950s, or the late 1950s, 1958, uh, and it is headquartered in Colorado, actually Colorado Springs. Hmm. Um, it is, it is a, an organization that combined the United States and Canada, Yay. and they provide aerospace warning, air sovereignty, and protection for Canada and the continental United States. So Hawaii is out, I guess. Mm, yeah. Alaska. <laughs> so, um, 
The NORAD is headed by its commander, who is a four-star general or admiral in the United States Armed Forces. The deputy commander is a Royal Canadian Air Force Lieutenant General. And um, those two uh, individuals are responsible for leading NORAD. Uh, the interesting thing that I thought um, was uh, related to the, the puzzle was about Santa. And it turned out that as a publicity move on the 24th of December in 1955, NORAD's predecessor, the Continental Air Defense Command, or CONAD, informed the press that CONAD was tracking Santa Claus sleigh, adding that CONAD, Army, Navy, and Marine Air Forces will continue to track and guard Santa on his sleigh, on his trip to and from the U.S. against possible attack from those who do not believe in Christmas. <laughs> and a Christmas Eve tradition was born, known as the NORAD Track Santa Program. Every year on Christmas Eve, NORAD Track Santa purports to track Santa Claus as he leaves the North Pole and delivers presents to children around the world. Today, NORAD relies on volunteers to make this program possible. And I do remember many, many years ago when I was a little girl, you could call a telephone number and you could hear the latest uh, update on where Santa was. <laughs> and I would call that number. Well, Santa is now over Montana or, you know, something. So it's like, oh, he's not here yet. He's not even close to where I live. But, um, but apparently Sears uh, ran an ad in 1955 related to NORAD and or to the the Santa tracking and they actually put the wrong telephone number in so there were many children I guess that were disappointed that year because they they got the wrong number so they had no idea where Santa was Saul's pizza what do you want <laughs> where's Santa but, but anyway that is my fun fact for tonight hmm. um <laughs> You know, it's interesting because I would have thought that, that this is basically a, a, a military organization. Yes, it is. And I would have thought that they did not want a lot of publicity, <laughs> that they would like to say sort of under wraps, as it were. Well, not when it comes to Santa. Also, what was that remark about purported uh, observation of Santa? It's like, what do you mean purported? Clearly, there's a Santa Claus. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. I, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, the, the, you definitely did. There was possible. I said that... that uh, they protected his trip from a possible attack. No, from those who do not believe in Christmas. We'll have to roll the tape to. But, okay. But um. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that fun fact. Yes. About NORAD. Okay. And that is it for today, uh, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we will be back again with our cutting edge analysis of what's bound to be a very difficult Saturday crossword. Ooh. We'll be back again with that mm -hmm. tomorrow. Bye bye.